0: Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made-in-Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at divineshirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. All right, welcome to Which Please Radio. I'm here with a new guest to me, and it's interesting because I feel like I've been talking to a lot of country artists lately. And uh, one of the cool <laughs> things about that is that there's so many country artists from outside of Winnipeg, and Winnipeg has always been sort of the central focus of this show, just because the population means there's such a huge amount of musicians sort of within the city limits. And there's it's cool because there's so much other stuff happening. You know, even if you go just an hour or two or three outside of Winnipeg, there's so many other music scenes and different styles and people doing different things, and so it's It's fun to talk to country singers because a lot of you are from outside of Winnipeg and and are bringing different influences and different sounds and different ideas. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about uh, where you come from as an artist.
2: Yeah, so my name is Emma Peterson. I'm a country artist um, originally from Winnipegosis, Manitoba. So that's actually like four and a half hours northwest of Winnipeg, um, north of Riding Mountain National Park. Okay. Um, and actually about 45 minutes north of where they host Dauphin's Country Fest. Um, so I grew up there, um, spent 18 years of my life or more than, yeah, 18 years of my life there. And then now I'm currently in Brandon, Manitoba. Um, so spent a lot of my life and I feel like that's kind of what got me into country music was coming from a small rural community. Because really all we did was listen to country music all sure. the time.
0: Is that uh, like? I mean, I know I know Winnipegosis is a very small place. Was there any kind of music scene to speak of there? I mean, were there people that you looked up to locally who were playing music and maybe inspired you a little bit back there?
2: Yes, yeah, and like honestly, like I would see them in like the newspaper or hear them through word of mouth. Because actually, I grew up with no self service. Okay. So we yeah, had no like. It's so it like my I feel like my growing up life is so much different than say like coming from a city like Winnipeg or Brandon I grew up in no cell service it was all like dial up internet and if we went anywhere we really did just have to leave a note on the counter for your parents Um, but there was actually a few artists um, from my area who I looked up to and I always would question them like "How, how are you doing this how are you doing what you're doing And two of those people would be Desiree Dorian and Nelson Little. So Nelson Little, his family actually originated from Winnipegosis as well. And Desiree is just about like a hop, skip and a jump away in Dauphin. So I saw them doing their music stuff growing up and always looked up to them. And they'd always come sing at like the local events in my area. Um, So I feel like they were very influential for me to get into music.
0: For sure, yeah. And I've actually interviewed both of them in the past year or so. Um, so yeah. it's very cool to see that, that from such a small area, population-wise, there's so many people doing this and doing it successfully, too. It, it's kind of cool that... Uh, I mean, how many people are in Winnipegosis? 600. Right. So, I mean, you know, the, the, yeah. and then you yeah, add the surrounding area, it's still a very small population. And the fact that there's even yeah. three of you doing this now and, and playing big shows and, and, you know, getting your songs heard, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool.
2: It is. And I feel like, like there's just something about um be like I mean I live in a city now but growing up rural I just I find like you're with your thought it's either you do sports or music and you're with your thoughts a lot and I was not a sporty person so I was kind of forced not forced but what else was I going to do so I picked up a guitar and taught myself how to play I was like okay well I guess I'm doing this now so
0: yeah yeah I guess that is one of the two options when you're when you're out there yeah what um yeah had you always been a musical person, though? Like, were, was it always something that you were interested in, even as, even as a kid? Or did you just suddenly have, like, uh, a, a revelation that this is something you wanted to do?
2: I think I annoyed my parents a lot with how much I loved music. Um, I grew up... Like, my favorite singer growing up was Johnny Cash. Like, I was completely obsessed with him. Every year, I'd ask for a CD. and would want T-shirts. Like, insanely obsessed with Johnny Cash. And then, of course, that turned into Taylor Swift as time went on and as I grew older. But... Um, yeah, like it just I feel like I always was into music. I always was putting on performances. I actually did a lot of musical theater. Oh cool. Um there's a, a vocal teacher who moved to our town. She she married a farmer, moved to our town and then started teaching there. So I think I was in grade five or six. I was like ten, eleven. And I started doing um vocal training. So I did a lot of classical and musical theater. So I was always putting on performances, always going into talent shows, always just singing for as many people as I can. And then finally, I just told my parents, can we just go buy a guitar and I'll teach myself how to play? And they thought I was crazy because they're like, how are you going to teach yourself how to play guitar? We don't even have cell service. There's no (laughs) guitar teacher. But we had a laptop and there was two videos on it that were like already installed. Okay. It was like simple, simple guitar, how how to teach teach yourself how to play guitar. There's two 30 minute videos. And I sat in my room and I watched those videos over and over again for like two months. And then one day I came out and I was like, look at this, like I can play. And it probably sounded so bad, but th- that was like really all we had there. So I just had to make use of it. And yeah. Yeah, that's
0: uh, that's pretty cool because I think that that country music too, it's one of those genres where you can start out just by knowing how to play guitar and knowing how to tell a story, right? I mean, that's sort of the, the basis mm-hmm. of the genre is is it's relatively simple um musically compared to, you know, jazz or something. Uh, but yeah. as long as you have something to say and you you know a few chords, you can sort of get your foot in the door.
2: Yeah, and I like I think it's very like um country music at It's all about song. It's all about the storytelling. Like, what story are you telling? And I feel like I've always just been a fan of that and a fan of poetry. I always loved writing poems um, and just trying to find something um, unique in just like the simple everyday life. And I think that's what country music is. So
0: do you think having that that rural background helps in terms of telling the type of stories that that work well with country music?
2: I think so. Like, I, I think even in my writing, I still look back to my time growing up where I did um, of course, now I feel like my songwriting has slowly changed, but I feel like I always like look back, look back to that and find stories of that. Or even I'll go home. Um, actually, one of the songs that I wrote called "Backward Dreams," I wrote when I was driving home. I kind of turned the corner of the highway and started. It was there's just like one certain highway you drive, and when you're on that highway, you just know you're so close to home. And that, and I, and I wrote a song when I was driving that highway because it just like it brings back so it's so nostalgic and brings back so many memories um so i don't know i i mean i i guess i don't know anything different so i really do think that sure, it helps sure so. yeah
0: yeah yeah oh, oh, oh.
1: Oh, oh, oh. that bar we always went to my eyes don't look for you no more that dress you didn't like on me Hung it back off the floor Back in front Surely
0: how long have you
2: been in Brandon for? Uh, about seven years now, actually.
0: Well, that's obviously got to be a big change. I mean, not just in the sense of it's a it's a much larger place and there's more people, but there's also more opportunities as far as music. There's more people playing music. There's, there's venues. There's, you know, shows and things like that. Has that been a, a big help for you as, as an artist, uh, having some of those uh, opportunities in Brandon?
2: I think so and but honestly like I still I'm still driving to Winnipeg probably once or twice a week. Okay. Um and actually like if like we're going to be making the move to Winnipeg in the next month or so here just because I find that in the past little while music has just really picked up for me and I'm really grateful for it and I know right now Winnipeg is where where the music scene is and where the people I'm writing with and producing with are there so I kind of want to be closer to that um rather than driving back and forth but I think a big part of um what helped me branch from being rural to um to kind of like finding that music scene and i think majority of it is in winnipeg but there is a lot of us rural artists who are such close friends because i feel like we all relate to not having that access that close access to winnipeg all the time and it really it's hard sometimes because I mean, I'm I'm tired a lot of the time because I'm driving back and forth to the city. Um, so it's nice, like even like I was talking about me and Desiree. Are we have actually cabins, like cottages that on the lake that aren't far from each other, kinda mm-hmm. where our where we our hometowns are. And we literally just like hop on a side by side or a quad and go over to someone else's cabin and we're like, Hey, let's write a song here now, or we or we drive the side by side to somewhere in the field and pick up our pen and paper and try to write something there. So it just like nice and it's so different than sometimes going to Winnipeg or going to Nashville yeah. and writing in a room there. It just it, you just don't get that there.
0: Yeah, I can I, I believe it for sure. What is um how would you sort of define your sound? I mean, I know it's under the larger country umbrella, but you definitely have some pop influence in there. What 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 do you call it? I mean, do you have sort of a a term to describe what your subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre would be? <laughs>
2: It's hard to say because, you know, like a lot of the stuff that I'm doing right now is country pop, definitely. Um, and, th- and there is those pop and flex in it. Um, but I, my root and my core is still in in that traditional country. And I feel like if you listen, I, I released an EP last year called mm-hmm. Just for the Record. And if you listen to like uh, Back Road Dreams, I feel like you can really hear that steel guitar and just those country, like those traditional country um sound in there that that I grew up on and I always want to make sure I keep that in one way or another in my music um because I'm influenced by so much music like I don't I don't just listen to country I listen to pop music and I listen to alternative and I listen to folk I have all of these different things and I somehow try to put pieces of that in what I'm doing um and right now definitely it is a bit well it is a lot more pop than it is grootsy sure but um I don't know I try to find a way to kind of keep everything Thing or have pieces of everything that I'm influenced by in my music.
0: No, that makes sense. Did you hear those those things coming out when you write a song? Do you sort of recognize after the fact that, oh, this is influenced by whoever you were listening to at the time or is it more subtle than that?
2: I don't know. Like I try not when I'm writing to think too much of like, um, not or like who this would sound like or like what influences because I, I try to make it as much of me as I can. Yeah. But definitely when I think it's Sometimes when I write a song, I'm like, oh, I can hear this. I know I know what the sound I want this to be. But a lot of the times when I meet with someone, it's, okay, this is a song. And the, here here are a few songs, pieces of songs that I, I think that I like, or I like how this guitar sounds, or I like how the drums are here. Okay. And I kind of put pieces of that. But the people I work with, I think, are really good at just getting to know me as a person and uh, like my true heart in my, in my song. So I feel like they know the kind of sounds that I like now. Um, And aren't aren't afraid to challenge me too, and do things that are different and kind of outside of the box, um, which I think really help help with um, the success of things is trying to find find something that sounds similar, but also very unique and something different. So when people listen to it, they're like, Oh, I this is cool. I haven't heard this before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you, especially if you're working with people who you, you've worked with, you know, over a number of years, they're going to recognize sort of what you, who you are as an artist and and what your sound is, and then how, how they can branch out, help you branch out with that sound and and, and do. Yeah. take, Take new directions.
1: Quarterback homecoming queen. Thought everything came easy. In the bleachers and Chevy. looking back we were naive like we were living in i
0: just just going back to sort of the the area you're from and you mentioned country fest that's something that just happened you you played there again this year um what is that like going there and and playing on that stage you know when you i'm sure you probably went a bunch of times when you were younger and what is it like now to be there and, and be performing for that audience
2: i remember um look i wasn't allowed to go to country fest i think till i was like 16 or 17. my my parents were pretty strict with making sure that i didn't go any younger um, or at least went with a chaperone but right, of course yeah. um, I, re- I remember going there and sitting there and not just watching the performer but watching the band and watching everything and just making notes of like oh this is a cool cover they did and I really like how they did this and look at how they move they, they connect with the audience and I th- always found that it was almost like a field trip like I was learning so much going there where I feel like I mean everyone goes there to listen to the music but I feel like it just always felt like so much more to me like it was. It was more than just sitting there and listening and enjoying the show. It was watching what everyone's doing and seeing all the moving parts and even, even watching the guys who come on stage to switch the guitars off. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait till one day that I can have two guitars during my show and someone come and switches them off for me. Like it just, it feels really surreal this year to go play. Um, it, and it almost feels like a hometown show because it's sure. only like 45 minutes away from my hometown and. Dolphins Country Fest has just been so – they are so supportive of Manitoba country artists and do their best to get us on those stages because they draw in thousands of people there yeah. um, and, and put us in front of audiences that we would never be able to be in front of if we weren't there. So it, it is very surreal, and I feel like it's always something you just, like, dream of, being able to play a festival of that caliber in that large. Um, yeah, it, it just – like even when I was there, I said this feels like a hometown show, just because you look out, I see my family, but then you also see so many country music fans that you're just so grateful to be in front of. What is there more
0: pressure because it's like a hometown show? Because you know that you're sort of this is your your crowd and that you're you're performing for?
2: Yes. And I feel like I put a lot of stress and pressure on my set list for Country Fest and my show for Country Fest. Um, I, I wanted it to be perfect and I and I knew I knew the stage we were gonna be on and I knew that, that we would have people in front of us watching and I wanted to do the best we absolutely could. So I did put a lot of pressure. I was so anxious before the show, more than I would be, like we played Summer of the City in uh, June and that was so much fun. And I feel like I wasn't as nervous, because okay, I don't know these people. I, and I wanna do such a good job, but if I, if I fall or trip or do anything, at least I don't know them and they're not <laughs> gonna come bug me after, or I don't know, maybe I'll be on some TikTok, but- You can avoid um, it for a while if
0: you have to and not come back. Yeah, to it. yeah, I, yeah. I can.
2: Whereas country fest, it's like everyone I know and my family is really good at like, I'll come off stage and be like, Oh, I screwed up this part and like, Oh, we didn't notice we didn't notice and I feel like a lot of times it is true like the band and us like we'll be the only ones who know if like something was a bit off and no one else will, will notice it but a lot more pressure i think for it just especially country fest
0: yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense for sure so you have um you have a new single out and and you just played country fest and your previous album got a lot of uh got a lot of attention you got some some manitoba country music awards um what is it sort of um is there pressure in that too knowing that like you you have this 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 album that that people like they, they got this attention they got this this uh you know uh recognition and now you have to put out new music is there pressure on sort of uh maintaining that level of quality or trying to exceed it
2: Oh, there was so much pressure. So Got It Back was actually like a song that was pitched to me from some great writers in Nashville. And I was pitched this song a year and a half ago. Um, And I'm very intentional. I I, I mean, all artists are very intentional with their music. And I really had to sit on it because I'm a singer-songwriter at heart. I always feel like, okay, I need to be the one writing the song. I need to be the one coming up with the concept. And so I was pitched this song and it took me so long to, it took me a year to get, to get the confidence or get the momentum to be like, okay, I think this is good enough because just for the record went over so well for me in the album, like it won album of the year at Manitoba Country Music Awards. So then I'm like, how do I, how do I go on after that? Like, and and I want to make sure that I'm going to bring something to the table that people are going to like and think it's different enough from what I did before because I definitely just for the record, that album, it was like, just like kind of a capsule of like, probably went out, like, I mean, I'm 24 now, but from 18 to 23, that was like those five years, the songs that it was, it was a small album, but it kind of encapsulated my time then. And I really wanted this next stuff to separate from that and be different, but also something people like. So it took me a long time to to say, yes, okay, I'll record this song and um, get that momentum going. And then after releasing it, I was just praying that, it would work out because you just never know. Like when you release a song out there, y- you just hope that someone's going to connect with it or someone's going to like it and you get a good review on it because it, it, like, it just, you just never know. Well,
0: it's out of your hands, right? I mean, you can just spend all the yeah. time you want on it. And once it's out there, you can't, you have no control over how anyone's going to react to it.
2: Well, you can spend all the time and all the money investing in a good track. But yeah, if, if no one likes it, then there's nothing you can do. So you could just only hope that. I hope that it works out.
0: has it been a positive response so far?
2: It's been such a good response. Like I I mean like I said I, I was really nervous about it and I wasn't sure. Um, but I've never like had a response like this to a song before and I really I thought last year I was like okay this song just for the record that changed everything for me. But got it back this year has really like this past month I feel like I've just been like spinning cool. in circles trying to keep my head above water because it just has been so so great.
0: Is this um sort of a lead up to, to making another album or are you just focusing on singles at this point
2: but i think now like i i've been doing so much writing in this past year and right now i'm just trying to focus on writing for yeah. the next little bit like i do have some more like songs and demos that we're working out right now to figure out what we're going to do next um i definitely think i'm i'm an album person like i feel like the songs that i do all need to make sense and cohesively kind of go together and um connect with me in some way um and kind of makes sense. Like I want everything to kind of work out in kind of chunks. Um, so I think right now I'm in the stage of figuring out what that is and okay. um, writing as much as I can so that I ensure that the songs that I release are going to be, be the best ones, I hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, like yeah. What you, I like what you said about, uh, you know, wanting it to be cohesive because I think that that's because of the way people consume music nowadays, that's something that's not necessarily... Uh, it's something that people think about. I mean, you know, I, I'm definitely old and set in my ways and I, I pretty much entirely listen to physical music. So it's nice to hear that people are focusing on writing um, music for in, for an album because the, the often someone will write a song and it'll be just intended to be a throwaway single without any kind of deeper, you know, value or meaning. And, and that's that's fine. It obviously is a way that the music works these days. But it's, it's nice to hear that you're, you know, that there's more thought to it than that and more sort of thinking about how it will interact with the whole piece.
2: Yeah. And I got like really good advice from someone um, a few years ago when I was writing. And um, he like he told me like, you'll never fool your audience. Like they'll always know if it's true and it comes from your heart. And I think that's why I try to be very intentional because I always want to make sure everything that I release is from my well, from my heart or just something I connect with and something I believe in because I think that um, if I don't believe in it, no one else is. So I, I need to make sure when I'm releasing that I believe that it's it's gonna be good and that people will connect with it, so
0: Yeah, otherwise they're gonna see right through it and realize that it's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, for sure.